Welcome to Buy It's Cover, one marriage's journey through movie night using only the covers of movies we find on streaming services. I'm your host, Kevin. And I'm your other host, Bree. And we're going to watch some movies. <laughs> I like how you make fun of me, but we're you're the one that just messed it up so bad we had to restart it. The audience wouldn't have known that if I you wouldn't know. have told them. I'm calling you out. You're calling me out and in a way that I feel targeted. You make fun of me all the time for tripping and messing up, and I just leave it in there because it's cute. Yeah, but your mystique, mystiques, mistakes are cheeky and affable. <laughs> Mine are embarrassing. <laughs> I don't know. That one just made it sound like you had X-Men on the brain. I do honestly think about Rebecca Romaine Stamos. She's not Stamos anymore. She was then. She will always be. Um, so you're saying Mystique made a mistake? <laughs> I I don't know if I can judge their their relationship, babe. I've seen his Instagram account. You can. Oh, really? He's weird. Oh, interesting. Come at me, John Stames. Okay. Well, I do not follow John Stamos on instagram so i don't know shrug thank you for narrating that for the audience at home <laughs> you know i think uh most podcasts don't have enough visual description um <laughs> she has giggled she is cheekily grinning and now middle finger <laughs> uh so i think this movie we're going to be watching today is pretty apropos of the way you're treating me uh, we're going to be watching Love and Monsters. Oh, I'm the love part? Because I love you and you're a monster. <laughs> I don't think that's what you actually think. Yeah, it's like Beauty and the Beast. I'm beautiful and you're beastly sometimes <laughs> to me. This is not a cry for a help. He's just a cry <laughs> for attention. <laughs> just so you know, I am blinking help in Morse code on this podcast. Right Narrate now. it, babe. Narrate it yeah. hard. You don't know Morse code. I know. Code. Somebody might have known Morse code and they're like, oh, that is very offensive. <laughs> so uh, we are actually going to release this while we're in the middle of our advent of terror. Allegedly. Uh, well, I plan on releasing it when we finish it. And since I'm the one that usually edits our podcast, I think it's all going to be up to me. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry you have responsibilities. <laughs> uh, so, Bree, you you picked this one. I did. And I have a confession to make to our listeners. We watched the trailer for this. Uh, it was... It was a biblical situation, um, Adam and Eve, not the other way you would say in the biblical sense, in the fact that uh, Brie came running into the room, literally forced me to watch it. She was like, you need to see this. And I was like, babe, I don't I don't really want to watch a movie trailer. And you're like, you need to watch it. And I had no choice. So Kay. she, uh, she, <laughs> she... She, I'm comparing this this movie to the apple uh, of good and evil. I, I'm not sure that 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 follow through works. Babe. I feel like it was a very apt metaphor, and uh, as the creative director on this podcast, 
I'm going to let it stay in. So um, I think part of the reason why I wanted you to watch the trailer is because I feel like this hits a lot of boxes for you and your joy of movies. You need to tell people what thing you were like, you need to see this because it has. And then what was the thing that you were like? Tentacles. <laughs> yeah. Which is not a thing that I'm like, oh my God, I love tentacles. And she makes it sound like I have like a thing for tentacles. I like octopuses because uh, I have a tattoo of one. And I like Lovecraftian monsters. And she's like, nope, tentacles. That's the takeaway. <laughs> tentacles are the things that he'll love in this movie, which is so creepy. <laughs> but I mean, out of Lovecraft and your octopus, like the tentacles yeah, it, are the common denominator. It's not a Venn diagram, Brie. <laughs> <laughs> I just love how you're like, well, that's the common denominator. <laughs> um, so I, I'm actually really excited to see this. We'll describe the cover, even though we've seen the trailer. Um, we've got if our guesses are very inaccurate. <laughs> we should be worried. <laughs> The other thing that I think uh, will take one of your movie boxes is it's post-apocalyptic, and you always find those fascinating. Um, and we've got a cover with a lot of people on it. Uh, so it stars Dylan O'Brien, who you recognized, and you're like, who did you think it was? I thought it was totally Harry Styles. I don't... <laughs> the one direction guy which neither one of us as are really one directioners so no but that's just the extent i've been in the cultural zeitgeist <laughs> is that i understand a one direction thing so dylan o'brien was in the maze runner which i only ever watched one of the movies you made me go and watch like the very last one yeah. i was like i have no idea who <laughs> any so of these characters confused. are don't know what's happening um, thank you for this he was also an american assassin which i made you go and see Oh, yeah, he yeah. was. Yeah, so he's one of my favorite actors, and so oh. I was going to watch this anyways. But why? I enjoy his acting, so you're just going to have to deal with it. I'd have rather seen Harry Styles. <laughs> yeah, well, that says a lot more about you than it does about Dylan O'Brien. Yeah, that I go <laughs> both directions. Um <laughs> Oh, babe. So we've got Dylan O'Brien, and he is the largest of characters on here and he's got what looks to be a crossbow and then we've got a puppy that was the other thing that sold me on it i know 100 percent that dog will be in peril for half the movie and i'm gonna get punched probably twice <laughs> because that dog's in danger okay but i do want to let you know the dog lives i i did get spoiled jesus you're breaking all our rules on this podcast no there is always a rule that if there's a dog i have to check and see if it lives honestly the thing i'm most proud of is that you didn't make me check this like you <laughs> usually do i did it i checked um, and then we have also maybe I edited the Wikipedia page <laughs> to reflect that the dog doesn't die first five minutes. Um, we have his love interest. I don't know her name. And then we have Ariana Greenblatt. She's she's like 11 or 12 and she's holding uh, while well, she's in an action pose with a compound compound bow. Did I say that right? Yes, you did. Okay. And then we've got that actor. I think his last name is Rooker. Michael Rooker. And he he's got like a 
not a satchel, but fanny the, pack. No, he doesn't have a fanny pack. He looks well survivalist. Did <laughs> that's not a word. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> he looks equipped to survive. He yes. is a survivalist. There we go. <laughs> And uh, we've got the uh, the scroll of love and does monsters. He, he has a katana. Yes, he does. You 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 left out that Yondu's got a katana. Well, t- sorry, I didn't I didn't zoom in for once, so I didn't take note of pinch the and zoom, Bree. It's a podcast rule: pinch <laughs> and zoom. Um, I the I actually really enjoy the font of this because. The love and is in this fun, like, um, pink color. And then the monsters is in this block lettering. And it's got ivy and tentacles trying to crawl all over it. Um, It's very clearly in a post-apocalyptic world because a lot of ivy is on billboards and whatnot. And um, power. What are those things? Power beams. What are those things? with Power the- lines? Power- yeah. What are the, the, the poles? poles? Power poles. <laughs> Um, are all this medium relies purely on your ability to craft words, and <laughs> we got survivalisted and power beams. Um, yeah, and then there's a billboard, and I think the word on it says happiness, but there are f- three very big claw marks that remind me of like Jurassic Park. Yeah, it does. Uh, some forest and trees so i'm gonna guess west coast pine trees i'm gonna i'm gonna go uh either california oregon or washington okay i'm gonna go pacific northwest kind of vibe okay um i'm trying to think what else would i pick up out of this um his girlfriend looks badass okay She's got like a knife satchel, not satchel. I don't know why. Yeah, sheath. Yeah, there you go. Satchel, a knife satchel. <laughs> I I a want place you to, to be, hold her knife. <laughs> I want you to go back in the eighteen or not eighteen hundreds, like the fifteen hundreds, and be like, "You have an excellent knife satchel, sir. <laughs> sir, your sword is in a nice satchel. <laughs> it looks lovely." Of a lovely satchel. I appreciate the embroidery on it. <laughs> satchel. So, just, uh, did you read a book that had that word? No, it just you know it's stuck in my brain apparently. Um, so we already know a couple things about this movie based on the trailer, but there's, I'm there's gonna be love. There will be love, and I'm pretty sure there's gonna be a lot of monsters, or maybe just tentacles. Oh, maybe just tentacles. They're not attached to anything. Yeah. They're just a big ball of tentacles. I feel like I feel like um, the conjunction and carrying a lot of weight on this one. <laughs> love with tentacles, or love and or love with tentacles. Different movie. That's totally different movie. <laughs> uh, this might be found in an anime section. Uh, love in monsters. <laughs> That's a little disturbing yeah. too. Love around monsters. I'm actually that's a preposition, but <laughs> so this movie just released yesterday, and so it's current, and we're gonna be watching it on Amazon Prime. Yeah, predictions for this movie. Now we know the gist. We know the 
uh, uh, boy sets out, uh, boy, really like a 30 year old man that is playing a teenager sets out to, uh, to, uh, meet up with at another colony, a girl that he wanted to date before the end of the world. Yes. Um, what's your, he seems hapless, bumbling even. Uh, he would be likely to have a satchel. Um, <laughs> of all the characters on this cover, he's most satchel-esque. <laughs> I think he is going to have a lot of heart, and he's going to develop skill after he meets Rooker's character. He's going to be plucky. Do you think there will be a montage of some sort? I think there's going to be a montage. I'm going to expect at least one where he is shooting that crossbow and missing, and then he just continues to miss. Like, he never gets better. Aww. And then all of a sudden, like, later in the movie, he's all of a sudden can, like, shoot good. <laughs> um, yes, he's going to... Something's going to happen that causes him... I'm going to bet... Because uh, I think, if I remember from the trailer, Rooker and the girl with the compound bow uh, are, like, traveling together. Mm-hmm. And I think something's going to happen to kill Rooker. And so uh, Dylan O'Brien um, has to step up. Oh, okay. And he has to, like, prove his worth to this new his love interest by like taking care of this this uh i'm gonna guess fiery young person that doesn't understand that she's vulnerable in this world of monsters she thinks she can take them all down with her her bow she's gonna katniss everdeen them (laughs) um what other post-apocalyptic trope do you think we're going to get uh i the one i hope is i hope uh he shows up and everyone points out, like, that was a very dumb thing to do, like, to show up. And then, like, I would love to see the girl reject him. <laughs> and just be like, no, man, like, goddamn apocalypse. I ain't got time to romance. Because, <laughs> um, I, like, I always love these movies where they're like, it's always the power of love that keeps humanity going. It's like, No crossbow between monster eyes keeps humanity going like technically it would be the crossbow bolt between the eyes oh you're gonna get semantical on me is semantical a word it is now i'm sorry uh you know the crossbow satchel is right in the eye i don't think you don't know what a satchel is it's like a messenger bag Right? But it's got... Oh, a, I don't know. Yeah, a question a mark at the end. <laughs> I did sound confident, and then I got unconfident about it. <laughs> uh, what uh, what apocalypse horror trope do you think it's going to be? I think we're going to see, at one point, a highway with a lot of backed up cars. Oh, so it's just going to be I-5 every day? <laughs> Abandoned. <laughs> local burn. <laughs> abandoned <laughs> cars let me be specific <laughs> i uh i kind of i kind of hope um this movie like i hope the monsters are legitimately monsters i hope there's not like a like we're supposed to feel bad for them or sympathetic or there's like they're just misunderstood i want them to be uh, gash dang monsters i kind of got the feeling that they're like the monsters from a quiet place and yeah. the fact that they're just assholes. 
<laughs> that was your takeaway from a quiet place. Yeah. <laughs> All these monsters are just real dicks. Um. They are. <laughs> like, like they have no motivating factor other than to be assholes. That's true. Like I always love these kind of movies because like there will always be those moments where you're like, that monster is hiding out in a place that is very not conducive to like hunting. <laughs> like if these are a predatory animal that needs to consume to like live. Why is it there? <laughs> is it just sitting in that room waiting or like stages elaborate traps where like bodies drop on people and you're like, he's just like, ha, I had to stage that. Like it, it fell five times. I just keep pushing it up there. <laughs> I could just see that like the monsters pushing the body up that needs to drop on somebody to give a jump scare and then he's like backing away. It falls. He's like, son of a bitch. <laughs> Puts it back that. up. <laughs> Like like waits, breathes. It just, I just I want a movie that's just the bloopers from the the monster or the evil characters side of things. <laughs> He's just waiting. Like he hears them like clamoring two miles down the road. He's like, "Damn it!" <laughs> <laughs> or they walk right by that house. Yeah. They don't actually come in. <laughs> The body doesn't drop when they walk by, and he's like, What? He goes to check it, it drops on him. No, (laughs) I just want a befuddled monster. Um, really, I I want a movie that doesn't exist. Uh, no, I I am looking forward to this one. Me too. Um, I, I hope, I hope it, I got the impression from the trailer that it was going to be a little bit more playful. Um, but then every once in a while, it fell into some like action movie tropes that I was like, oh, I don't love when they do these. Um, I guess I I want it to be what I hoped Warm Bodies was going to be. Oh, interesting. Where it was like really poking fun at the genre because mm-hmm. the trailer to Warm Bodies does that. And yeah. then like the movie itself is like, no, nope, we're actually going to go hard to the rom-com side yeah. of it. Um, so I want this one to be like I'm. We let's make fun of the monster movie. Okay. So that's my hope. Any hopes for you? How are you going to Scooby Doo this one? It's got a dog. Maybe there's a mystery machine. <laughs> I I don't know if there will be working cars in this. I think it's going to be like a lot of foot travel. Um, I, I I of course hope that he ends up finding her and that they live happily ever after but at the same time like how are they going to um i mean there's absolutely no way that they're gonna find a space where the monsters don't exist right so it'll be interesting to see how they resolve that without the existential terror that comes with the fact that you know it's not like in independence day where they're gonna go up to the mothership and download a malware virus how is this gonna are they going to get a happy ending or is it going to be a relative happy ending? I think that's uh, fair. Yeah. Yeah. I hope they don't pull a like, Oh, we saved all the days. Yeah. It's, um, it's going to be interesting. Um, and I, I'm really looking forward to it and I appreciate the fact that you've, uh, you know, gone, uh, given me a little leeway in this and getting to watch the trailer and then talk about it because I think it's going to be fun for us to talk about because you always get fascinated by post-apocalyptic um, movies. Oh, I wasn't fascinated by the tentacles? <laughs> We've already touched on the tentacles, Kevin. No, I know. You <laughs> gave me a fetish, uh, apparently, <laughs> that I don't have. Or you took it there. <laughs> 
Okay, first off, if somebody ever walked up to you and were like, I'm really into tentacles, you're not going to immediately be like, oh, that's not sexual. <laughs> Thank you very much. Like nobody's gonna be like, oh, I like them because they're slimy and they're like everywhere. <laughs> oh, that's just that's just what I like. And like, mm, but why? I don't I don't want to talk anymore about it. Like, why you gotta ask about? Don't make me go into details, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, don't make this weird back for me. Um, yeah. No. So no, I'm uh, I'm watching it just to defend my honor as a person. <laughs> to know that it's more than tentacles. <laughs> It never was. It never has been. <laughs> I can't believe you would let me get a tattoo on my body and that you're like, oh, he is getting something weird with those tentacles. <laughs> you're just like, well, if it makes him happy, is that what you did? Is that what you think of me? You know, I, I mainly thought it was the post-apocalyptic part of it. <laughs> But there was a party that was thinking. <laughs> well, there is a common denominator between octopus is octopuses. Ugh, that's so hard to say. And it's then not it is octosatchels. <laughs> <laughs> and Lovecraftian horror gods, Eldritch horrors. There's the, the common denominator is tentacles. Or it's just we don't know a lot about octopuses and we don't know a lot about Cthulhu. Oh, yeah. Hmm. hmm. I'm a little deeper than you thought. <laughs> you like the unknown, eh? <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's why we like this podcast so much because we don't know anything past the cover usually. Hey, how do you, uh, how do you make an octopus laugh? I don't know how. You gave it tentacles. <laughs> tentacles? <laughs> All right. Can we go watch a movie, please? Let's go watch a movie. And we are back. Uh, that was the longest time it's taken us to watch a movie. Uh, <laughs> we've been away from this podcast for a little bit of time. About a month. About a month, yeah. We didn't mean to take a break, but man, 2020 just decided to like... Slap us up the one side and down the other. You had a metaphor you were going to use and then you pulled back. I, like, yeah, it was just we had 2020 like condensed into like a couple weeks there. Yeah. I mean, like if we were just murder hornets and a documentary about murder for hire away <laughs> from having the like full bingo board of 2020 thrown yep. at us. Um, I don't know if we need to go super into details, but we are excited to be back. And oh, recording. my gosh. I'm so excited to like actually be able to sit down and enjoy this with you. Yeah. That being said, it's been a month since we watched this movie. Yeah. We, we lied about a couple things. Uh, <laughs> the advent of terror got postponed. And this movie is no longer necessarily like a hot new release. Yeah. The only thing that's a saving grace is that 2020 has ruined movie theater releases. So there's nothing else that has come out like that. You're like, oh, <laughs> this is still on your like just released on Amazon Prime. Yep. So uh, we are still relevant. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. All right, hold on just one second. So, Love and Monsters. Yep. We remember it. I mean, I I really enjoyed it. So, I re probably remember a lot more of it than you do. That's true. 
you probably do but that's also not an enjoyment thing that's just a, your level of devotion to <laughs> dylan o'brien it's true did i, I get his names right you said it kind of weird, but yeah. That's because I also got him confused with Potatoes O'Brien. <laughs> so your mind went to, mm, potatoes. Yeah, I was thinking about tasty <laughs> breakfast foods, and I was like, well, his name's Dylan. Dylan's can't be delicious. <laughs> I don't know the answer to that. <laughs> You've thought about it. Uh, so, Love and Monsters. Bree, can you give us a quick summary? Yeah, we were definitely right. It's post-apocalyptic. Um it was interesting how they chose to make the monsters happen. So correct me if I'm wrong, an asteroid hits the Earth. And asteroid is going to hit the Earth. And it passes by? Nope. We launched all of our missiles oh, at that's it. that's right. And all the, like, fallout mutated animals. Yeah. So the monsters are actually just irradiated things that we already have on Earth. So we see a snail and we see a snake and we see an alligator and they're all just like massive. A, a frog. Oh yeah, the frog was ugh, was like a bull toad uh, and it almost hurt the dog. And you know how I feel about that. Reiterate for the folks at home, it's been we a month. don't hurt dogs. Dogs are amazing. This is how you know this wasn't a horror movie because in a horror movie... That dog would have been so dead to establish, like, the evilness of the situation. But Boy, the dog's name is Boy, uh, survives. Just an FYI. You'd already told them that. You'd already told them that in the intro. I know, but... They didn't take a month off of listening to our intro. <laughs> That's they true. They have just heard it. <laughs> Sorry, but I'm still very excited about the fact that the dog did not die. Yeah. No, it, it doesn't... John Wick, like, that's not Dylan Potato O'Brien's <laughs> reason to all of a sudden, like, man up. No. Um, so I thought that that was a really interesting take on on the fact that the monsters are just um, evolved or irradiated animals that we already have on Earth. Yeah, though I do laugh that like in the towards the tail end where I'm jumping around, there's a moment where they're like, and we can fight back and reclaim the Earth from these monsters. And I'm like, those were animals that were already here. Mm hmm. You're just gonna extinction event an entire species, like entire species. The thing for that, no reason, like you're just don't want to work with them. Can we also talk about the fact that like the frog mutated, but not the dog? I mean, what what made some animals to mutate and not the others? Uh, is that how adorable they are? Maybe, yeah. Yeah, only only ugly animals mutate. I mean, we've got the crab because you had an ant, you had a crab. You had a centipede or maybe a millipede. I can't really tell them apart. I didn't count legs. <laughs> we didn't pause it and go one, two, three, yeah. four, <laughs> five. I was going to say, can we go further? Uh, we had, what else did we have? Maybe that's all that we see, really, like right I mean, away. One of the things that Joel Dawson, that's who Dylan O'Brien plays, uh he keeps a journal of all the animals and their weaknesses and stuff because one of his evolution points as a character is that at the start, when you see him in high school with his girlfriend, um, she gives him an art set. And that's what he, one of the things he takes through the apocalypse with him because it does like an eight year time jump. So he starts in high school and then it's been eight years and he's become a master artist at by the that point and he still has the same like 
colored pencil set that she got him, but it's all worn down and stuff like that. It it was a a good little follow through for the evolution of time, in my opinion. Yes, it was. It was a great way to show the passage of time since he still looked like the same 30 year old. His hair was in different. high school versus <laughs> the present. Also, I didn't realize it was an eight year time jump. It's really funny because there's a scene where he spoilers, he reunites with his love. And like she's like, oh no, I had other boyfriends. <laughs> like I had a guy that I he has not. Well uh, he's but... been just totally celibate in that creepy vault with other people that were all hooking up. Well, and he was that's... just like, No, I'm good. I have my one true love <laughs> and my art set. But that's one of the points is that that's one of the reasons why he leaves the bunker is because everybody's coupled yeah. up except for him. So that's he... the moral. Like <laughs> Done, make a thruple, and then you don't have to Get hike some... across the, the <laughs> zombie wasteland or the monster land. Polyamory, let's do this. <laughs> this pro- podcast brought to you by Polyamory. Um, <laughs> hey, do you have a friend that you think might be more than a friend? See how those feelings work out after a glass of red wine. <laughs> but white wine's tasty. <laughs> I do like white wine. I know you like white wine. It doesn't like me. <laughs> or it likes you too much. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I did, I, I, we talked in the intro a little bit about the tropes we were hoping to see. And one of the things we did see, I actually think we did a pretty good job of calling it. There was a montage. There was a montage. He does suck at crossbows. Yes, but then he does get better and it does make a difference. Which drives me nuts because like the, the amount of crossbow training he gets is, like breathe like hold your breath and that's it like that's the thing that teaches him (laughs) and then we got uh we definitely saw a highway full of abandoned cars yep and then what did you what was your thing oh i was wrong they did they leaned heavily into the like some of these monsters aren't evil yeah but they don't really come at that until the very end I mean, like Michael Rooker's character brings it up. It's like, you can always tell these monsters because you can look at their eyes and you can tell by their eyes. Yeah. And I'm like, "Mm, I don't think you can. Bears are adorable. They pretty much do their, you know, that little emoji that's got like the little look at you kind of puppy eye emoji. (laughs) Is that what it's called? I don't know. It's just, that's what I I thought it was. Is it tender? Adorable? I don't know. Anyways, um, they have eyes that look like uh, the little squishy Thai beanie babies. <laughs> no, those would be dead doll eyes. They they have like human baby eyes or something. It's so like each monster that is good has like Zoe Deschanel eyes. Oh, yeah. That's a good way to put it. Um, it's just funny. It just makes me think in the irradiated wasteland, Zoe Deschanel runs around like a herd of deer just bounding with them. Like, I'm one of you. <laughs> Uh, um, yeah, it's, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't, I, they did that trope. There was one other one where they did man is the real monster because, uh, he gets to, he gets to the place where his girlfriend is. Mm-hmm. And like, it turns out the day before, uh, an Australian ship captain finds them and he's very swarthy. It's swarthy, suave and swarthy. He, is, he uh, he looks like he would smell of Old Spice and <laughs> handsomeness and maybe a sandalwood. Yeah. But he uh, he brews his own beer. 
Yeah. And he does all sorts of stuff. And he's got a, it's him and two other crew members and they have a yacht and that's how they've and survived. And she has, a, she has a, a, a grenade launcher gun for a, like, like on her arm. arm, which is pretty cool. <laughs> also completely breaks physics. Cause like if she shot that thing, I know Newton's third law would just like tear her arm <laughs> off. They don't do that. This is a movie. <laughs> what? <laughs> this wasn't a documentary? It was not a documentary. Okay. You got to clarify that because I remember seeing some stuff on Fox News about California getting a little weird. <laughs> I just assumed it was love and monsters. <laughs> I don't think it's gotten that weird yet. <laughs> okay, well, agree to disagree with your fake news. Uh, have you heard from California lately? No. Why? Monsters. <laughs> um. So there's a lot that went on in this movie, and I I don't know if we not not really. This I mean, movie is like point A to point B. <laughs> it's a road trip movie, essentially. It's it is. It's very much a road trip movie. Um, I what it you were correct in the fact that you said I bet when he gets to her, she's just like, uh, what? And he's built this relationship up in his head over the years, and she's just like moved on and. Yeah, but the movie glosses over that they she do. done got some booty. No, but at the same time, he's like, oh, shit, I guess I should have asked if you wanted me to come, which I thought was pretty funny in the fact that, you know, usually the movies just go full tilt. Oh, she's been waiting for him. And but he he's like, oh, crap, I guess that was really presumptuous of me. And uh, he saves them, obviously. But yeah. Yeah, from the raiding Australians, which yeah. you got to worry about. Never trust an Aussie. Which you have to. There was a scene in there where uh, the he was trying to defend the uh, girlfriend's camp from the big monster crab that the Australians had under their control, and he actually like sticks a pole in the ground and javelins the crab overhead and flips it on its back and you were sitting next to me and you were going oh that was kind of cool <laughs> yeah i'm not saying there wasn't cool moments in this movie it just i don't know i also think uh amy his girlfriend's name was amy i'm gonna call her girlfriend nate amy. that's about as important as she was in the plot um, she was in it a lot less than I thought she would be. Well, the other thing is for being on the cover, Michael Rooker and that girl, Ariana maybe Greenblatt, like maybe 10 minutes of screen time. They were not in it very long. And actually, that was kind of a bummer because I really liked the the three of the dynamic that the three of them had. I I love lone wolf and cub movies where it's like this grizzled badass yeah. has to like learn humanity again through a, a, a like a child like. I love Lone Wolf and Cub. That's where the genre comes from. I love like Leon the Professional. I know you do. Ugh. It's so good. Oh God, Gary Oldman's amazing in it. How do you? Ugh. How do you? Uh, it. I did do you not just like hate that movie. French accents. I don't like that movie at all. You made me watch it, and ugh. I don't... I'm sorry. Uh, we also need to address why uh, the year or the month long break year long. Now it's going to be a year long break happen because brie has terrible opinions and i'm just remembering that no that's not what happened okay i don't know why you don't like leon the professional i'm gonna leave it at that uh let's just I move on sick. for the sake of the podcast then you got sick and then my grandma died well okay <laughs> i've been worried now that i know you didn't like leon the professional i think you've had covid this entire time because one symptom lack of taste 
Oh, really, Kevin? Mm-hmm. Oh, he's so proud of himself right now. You've had COVID since like 2007, apparently. <laughs> that was before I met you, so definitely. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, back to the perfection that is Leon the Professional and that like genre. Love it. Love almost every movie that is in. Like, I watched that terrible one with Proud Mary. I watched that one night. When did you watch that? I wanted to watch it. No, it wasn't great. Oh. Loved it, though. Because I'm like, oh, I just I love that genre. Anyways, I'll watch it every time. There's that story that goes off somewhere. And, like, we get we get a, we get a, like, they, you find out he has a backstory. Like, Michael Rooker took this girl in because his son died. Yeah. And he's, like, wanting to protect her. She doesn't know her family. Like, all of her family had been wiped out in their, their little bunker. Mm-hmm. And I'm like follow them like follow follow them <laughs> which actually it makes me wonder if they are gonna do a sequel because at the end they talk about going and finding yeah they made it to the like safe or the sanctuary and they're yeah. like oh yeah they're never gonna make it up here and michael rooker's like i don't know he's got pluck or something I yeah don't know what he said he michael rooker's it i don't know he's like I don't know. I may not have been his father, but I'm his daddy or something. Maybe that was Guardians of the Galaxy too. But (laughs) uh, yeah, I just I I wanted I like I want to know that story. I really don't care about like oh my love. Like well, but you know that it didn't even end up being about that. It ended up being about the relationships that he made and also the relationships that he left because he ends up going back and saving his bunker. To be fair, I will say like that was one of the kind of the cool things was um, he realizes like, oh, those people that I thought I was a burden to actually really liked me and, and they were family. Yeah. There is a nice moral in this. And then he decides to be like, and we can take back our earth by genociding all of the snails. Um, like, like they're just... I got I didn't get the feeling that the, Yeah, he was like, Yeah, let's we we can fight back. And I'm like I think it meant fight back nope, against I'm the one he's gonna start an aggressive plan of deforestation. He was clearly talking about the ones that didn't have the kind of ooey eyes. Ooey eyes? It makes it What did you say? Ooey <laughs> eyes. You got ooey eyes. It sounds like if you've got like pink eye. Uh the monsters, the puppy eyes. The monsters slept close, too close to poopy. Uh, so we got pink <laughs> eye, we got ooey eyes. Uh, yeah, no, I just choose to think that like we go full awful no. humanity and we just burn everything. Um, that'd be so great. They have a post-apocalyptic of a post-apocalyptic world. They're like, <laughs> it's post-post. Oh, Does that, that make? Was, is it too positive to make a negative? That was bad. Too Those things are very a- flammable. We should not have done that. Uh, <laughs> The radiation turned them highly flammable. <laughs> I thought there were a lot of um, really humanizing moments in the movie that I enjoyed. Uh, one of the ones that I liked the most was there's a robot, Mavis. The one, the eye is a one. <laughs> and he finds one that actually works along the way. Yeah, because and- he makes a comment about like he'd like to meet one and then he meets one on his journey. So. Yeah. I mean, it's a nice story about like stepping outside and growing as a person. And sometimes you have to leave the comforts of home. It's mm-hmm. like a great metaphor for like a kid that needs to go to college and is afraid of sleeping <laughs> in the dorm for the first time. Or like know? the failure to launch people. Yeah. That... 
Yeah, I think if, if you have a 23-year-old at home that doesn't look like they're doing much with their lives, maybe play Love and Monsters and just be like, do you need to go seven days on the surface? If they're heading more towards their 30s, play Failure to Launch with Sarah Jessica Parker and Matthew McConaughey. Ugh. I wouldn't move out of my house for Sarah Jessica, or my parents' house for Sarah Jessica Parker. You can't even say her no. name, so I'm not surprised by that. I'm sorry, Seabiscuit? Is that what we're calling her now? Just Seabiscuit? Why would we call her Seabiscuit? She has a horse face. Kevin, that's mean. Oh, if she listens to this, I'll apologize. She got to marry Matthew Broderick, and he's adorable. Anyways. Okay. He got to marry Ferris Bueller. That's your consolation prize. I love Ferris Bueller's. Okay. What off. deal with the devil did you make that they're like, we're going to curse you with a horse face and a whinny whenever you say hi, but you get to marry an 80s movie star. <laughs> Anyways, stop ragging on how people look. Meanie. Come at me, say J-Pay. <laughs> say J-Pay. So, Kevin, um... Tell me maybe one of your favorite parts of this movie. <laughs> you suck. I've <laughs> uh, just been like the whole time we were talking about this, I was like, I don't really remember a lot of this movie. So you're like, favorite part, ready, go. Uh, favorite part in this movie is, uh, I think there's there's this moment with the dog. So the dog in this movie has boy. lost its owner, boy. Um. And it was a girl that wore a red dress and he like clings to it. Like he, it, it's his comfort thing. He carries yeah. it with him everywhere. And he, he like puts them in at risk by going for this red dress mm-hmm. from this queen driller or tunnel. I can't remember quite the name it is, yeah. but it like basically burrows underground so they don't have to animate it with CGI. Uh, <laughs> really clever. Uh, but it's basically like a graboid from Tremors. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dylan O'Brien Dylan Potato O'Brien saves them. DPB. No. DPOB. No. DPOB, as it were, as he knows I'm on the streets. Um, DPOB saves them with a well-timed grenade throw. And then he like yells at the dog and's like, you're so stupid. Why like, why do you can't you just let this go? Like you're being selfish. And like, there's a moment where he realizes like, Oh, oh shit. That's what I've been doing. Like it comes a little bit later, but yeah. like after the dog runs away, but the dog comes back. Right? Yes, yeah. the dog comes back. The dog good boys always come back. Yeah. And they sometimes go to heaven. But this one is still alive. Mm. Kevin, boy is still alive. Mm. Why do you do that to me? <laughs> Because I need you to understand the mortality of all things. No, I don't need to understand that currently. Okay. Uh, what did I just say about why we were gone for a month? <laughs> I don't know. You you said some stuff. I lived it. I don't need to rehash it. Um, I'm just trying to put this year behind me, hon, bud. <laughs> we're closer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what was your favorite moment? One of the things I liked the most was uh, we were talking about the scene with Mavis and... Uh, this movie is very, I wouldn't say it's fast paced, but it's always moving. And it took, there was a moment where um, the Mavis hadn't seen the sky in a really long time. And so he took her outside before she lost her battery life. And um, they were just sitting there and she was playing music and showing him pictures of his mom that she could find on 
like her internet the her her internal internet and it was such a calm moment and they had these beautiful sky jellyfish go by and i just thought i had tears streaming down my face because you know he finally he'd been going on this trip for so well it wasn't really that long in the time span but you know he had already dealt with so much and to have him be able to sit there and essentially say goodbye to his mom who was ripped from his arms as they were trying to escape uh and see this beautiful sight that this new world had created was kind of a really moving moment in my opinion and yeah. i enjoyed it yeah i think it was a it was it was calm moment it was nice mm-hmm. um i also i want to point out um we talked a lot about there being tentacles not a lot of tentacles in this movie there were not there were not a lot of tentacles um there weren't even eight tickles in this movie <laughs> or seven tickles actually nothing had tentacles i think the graboid thing did no well no. we'll just have to watch it again no <laughs> I will watch it again. <laughs> no, it had a shark fin. Right, but how do you think it moved through the ground? That fin is not moving it through the ground. Lamprey mouth. Like no. A little, oh, little chainsaw. Like, like, lang- like a langley. Okay, to our listeners that have stuck by us and listened to all of our episodes, for the love of God, please do not Google a lamprey because you will regret it and Kevin will laugh at you like he does to me. <laughs> that's the sound you'll hear when you google so Kevin, we we kind of glossed over a lot of the movie because truly i i am gonna recommend watching this movie and i don't want to ruin all the little fun parts to it yeah uh it's fun like i mean i i would say like there's nothing that you're gonna watch in this that you're not gonna be like oh this other movies it's the same formula that a lot of movies have mm-hmm. um but it's it, like it's enjoyable yeah. in a way um i really like it D-O-P-B was fine. Yeah, I thought... I, D-P-O-B. I actually really enjoyed his his character overall. Jo- Stop. I was You're thinking d- of Dylan O. Potato Brian now because <laughs> I did D-O-P-B. I actually really enjoyed his character, Joel Dawson, because he wasn't the typical, oh, I'm a badass. He kind of bumbled his way through everything. I mean, he's Jesse Eisenberg in Zombieland. I liked him better. Don't give me that look. Oh my god! Ah, ah. He, you ah. know, he had a oh. dog. Jesse Eisenberg had a Woody Harrelson. <laughs> what would you rather have, a dog or Woody Harrelson? A a dog. Let's be honest. Woody Harrelson's awesome, but puppy. Don't you can't just stare at me because they don't know that you're looking at me aghast. They just think I'm talking to myself now. They can't see your disappointed face, Kevin. They can hear it in the silence. <laughs> uh, I will pay the royalty free fee to license sound I... of silence for this episode for the rest <laughs> of it. I I actually really enjoyed all the characters that were in it. I thought that they each had their own um fun little quirks no matter how small they were on the screen yeah i like i said though i just i don't know they had him grow up but the lesson he still learned was somewhat selfish in a way it's still like yeah but this is how it makes you feel 
Dylan. And as long as you feel okay with this, then you're okay. Um, Cause it was like, Oh, he learns like how to be self-confident, which is great. But I'm also like, it's the goddamn apocalypse, man. Like learn to be a little bit more like, Helping your community. Well, I mean, he went back. He, I know, but his old he things took, like he took everything he learned to go back and save his. Yeah, but it's like I got confidence, and then that's when I went back. It, yeah, I don't know. I just. I think you can be more than one thing at once. Okay, that was very deep. <laughs> I'm gonna start calling you Breepak Chopra over there because you're <laughs> dropping the the truth bombs. Kevin, um, how would you change this cover? I would do, first off, uh, false advertising with the tentacles. Get them out of there. Get them out. You didn't have them. I would would do uh, the sketchbook. Oh. Or, like, the survival. Because he eventually, like, publishes it as a survival guide, kind of. Mm -hmm. But I I would do those sketches. And then, um... I don't know, maybe love and monsters and then a crossbow bolt through the monsters. Ooh, I like it. Yeah. Very cool. What about you? I think I would keep everything the same, uh, but now knowing the amount of time the other characters spend on the screen, I would um, have it just be uh, Joel Dawson and then boy, the Dylan O'Brien and then the dog. Uh, and then I would also have in the background, maybe um, instead of the water part that we see on the cover, have it actually be the field and have the the original where he was in the bunker sticking out of the ground be, to make it a little bit more act, uh, more true to what his character was living. Okay. Oh, I, I changed my mind a little bit. Not oh, doing tell the sketchbook. Me. I would do. I'm gonna go very artsy fartsy. Ooh, tell me. His footprints in the mud. Okay. Dog footprints and then monster tracks. Oh. Okay. All right. Yeah. And maybe maybe uh, instead of saying Dylan O'Brien, I would say Dylan Potatoes O'Brien <laughs> on the cover. <laughs> Because people need to understand, he looks like a tater tot. He does not look he like looks a tater tot. He looks like a tater tot. Ugh. He does. He looks like you throw a little salt and pepper on him. You know what? You I'm going to tag him, him when we post this, and then you're going to have to deal with the judgment. He's not actually an American assassin, Bree. You can't put a hit out on me with a tweet. Also, I know Leon the professional, and I was very nice to him in this, and that got me future Academy Award winner, Natalie Portman, on my side. And did he win an Academy Award yet, Gary Oldman? I don't know. But you know who hasn't won an Academy Award? Potatoes (laughs) O'Brien. Also, I want him now to be in an Irish comedy movie, like Irish crime comedy, where his name is Potatoes (laughs) O'Brien. And he plays a plucky beat cop (laughs) in 1920s Boston. He is pretty good at comedy, so I, I'd totally be down to watch He's that. He's not great at it. Yes, uh, he is. He was in The Maze Runner and this. What else was he in that was comedic? Um, I mean, him trying to act next to Michael Keaton was pretty goddamn hilarious. <laughs> Michael Keaton is pretty amazing. 
Yeah, no, you can't look at his IMDb. You can't be a fan of Potato O'Brien if you have to IMDb. Well, there's not anything that you would know. It's stuff I would know. Internet movie Dylan O'Brien database. <laughs> IMDobdb. Imdobdubdub. <laughs> Kevin, he was in an episode of The New Girl. Oh, he was in an episode of The New Girl. He was also in the internship with Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson. Luke, Luke Wilson. Wilson. No, Owen. Owen, I was right. Eat a dick. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you have the magical internet phone in front of you? I wasn't looking at that Bull at that time. <laughs> All right. So, Bree, you recommended this. I say there's like if you've if you've got you've exhausted every other movie resource. Oh, go for stop. it. It was fine. I like. I liked it. I gave it a a, a B. I enjoyed it. You would. I know. Um, Any movie where a dog acts smarter than it is, because I also there was like a scene where the dog like he's trying to keep it from barking, and I, I thought of our dogs, and I was like, we would be so dead. That We'd was so. so I was so stressed in that at that point. It's in the trailer. You saw the scene. There should have been no reason. I know, you were stressed. but it, because I worried about the dog, like I even knew that the dog lived, but I was still worried because he was worried. I will never begrudge you the fact that movies transport you into this whole different like brainscape than it does me it does i am so jealous of that sometimes i love escapism it but i just i love how you will watch a movie and you will be transported to a magical place whereas i'm just like i'm watching a movie like they don't (laughs) do anything to me i love them I love stories. I love watching them. This is why you don't cry, except at the very end of Bolt. You cried at the very end of Bolt. Why? Because Bolt almost died. I was also thinking about John Travolta's career. No, you were thinking about Ruckus. God damn, woman. Stop (laughs) narking on all our secrets on this episode. God. (laughs) Yes, I was thinking about my dog that I had that was very nice, and he was very great. And my wife is bringing up painful memories, <laughs> just to just to try to get a, like a little little jab in. So good on you. Hmm. 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 You know what movie we're gonna watch next now because of you? What on Golden Pond? No. Just watch a movie about little old ladies. No, Kevin. Hmm. How's that feel? No, we're not doing that. All right. So, Bree, where can people find us and find out what we're doing instead of on Golden Pond? Oh, um, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at By Its Cover Pod uh, on Facebook. You know, that was a really subtle transition that I did. It was kind of good. It was, and you just you didn't pick up on it quick. It was not great. Kevin. It was. The you best. can find us on By Its Cover Podcast on Facebook. And uh, please check our Facebook because we do a show called Some Questionable Content every other Thursday. Coming up towards the uh, Christmas season, we will be doing a charity uh, podcast or a charity show for yet to be determined. Well, a local charity here uh, around <laughs> Probably us. Probably a food bank yeah. of some kind. We pit four comedians against each other, make them argue for you. It's a lot of fun. It's like a Thanksgiving dinner that you don't care about the outcome. Yeah. Yes. That's that's a good way to put it, Cabin. So where can we find you on social media? You can find me at Cabin underscore egg on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for coming back and listening to us some more. And we'll be more regular. We, uh, we will be like... Uh, 
Jamie Lee Curtis after Activia Yogurt. We will more regular. take our Metamucil. Yep. <laughs> Thanks Bye. for listening. <laughs> <laughs>